Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 61. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together this podcast so that folks can have some answers to things that they've either been asked or that they are pondering themselves. And so this week we're going to be looking at really an important question concerning the Christian life. It probably has affected each and every one of you who is a follower of Jesus. You say, George, what's that question? Well, here's the question. Do I have freedom to sin? Do I have freedom to sin? We're going to look at that question today. Now, what we're going to do as we look at that question, we're going to kind of approach it from several different perspectives. First of all, we're going to look at a verse of Scripture that can kind of be pointed to, to kind of show us that maybe we do have that freedom. And we're going to talk a little bit about why we want that freedom. And then we're going to ultimately see what that verse is actually saying. Plus, we're going to add to it what Paul says concerning this whole issue about whether or not we have freedom to sin. So let's, first of all, look at the scripture that might be used to justify our being able to sin. Look with me at 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. The Apostle John writes, My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Well, you know what? As you look at this verse, it would be real easy to come to a conclusion that even though John is saying that we shouldn't sin, he's kind of telling us that if we do sin, there is forgiveness because Jesus Christ is our advocate, our spokesman, our lawyer before the Father. And he was the propitiation, that is the atoning sacrifice or wrath satisfier for our sin. So it kind of sounds like we have freedom to do whatever we want to do, and that it's okay to sin. Now, before we kind of answer the question about whether or not you have freedom to sin, I think in looking at this verse, we kind of need to maybe grasp where does this concept come from? Because it's not something that we communicate in our churches that, hey, you can do whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. Where does this concept come from? Well, it comes from our own selfish, self-focused desires. It comes from our own selfish, self-focused desires. See, what happens is this. We are human beings, and the fact of the matter is, is that we sin continually. 
We sin either ignorantly or we sin purposefully, on purpose. And and the problem is, is that we like to sin. Sin is enjoyable and we want to sin. So because our bodies want to sin, the flesh that we inhabit wants to sin. It wants to enjoy sin. We are, or whether we realize it or not, we're going to be looking for opportunities to allow us to sin. So as we look at this verse, we say to ourselves, hey, it's okay. I can do this because I will be forgiven. Add to that, if you are of the theological perspective that teaches eternal security, whereby you are saying, because of Christ's finished work on the cross, and I can't do anything for it, but he's done it all for me, he has paid the price once and for all for my sin, I am assured of heaven, I am going to heaven, it's real easy to fall into a mindset that says it really doesn't matter about my sin because I'm going to be forgiven. And you can, and you say, well, how do I know if I've fallen into that mindset? Well, have you ever said something like this to yourself? I know I shouldn't do this, but I've, I'll go ahead because I know that I'll be forgiven. I know I shouldn't do this, but God will forgive me. That, my friends, is an expression of an attitude that says you have freedom to sin. And it's a lot more prevalent than you realize, and it's very prevalent in your life and in my life. Now, if we're going to address the issue of whether or not you have freedom to sin, we're going to have to look at a couple passages of Scripture. The first one is the one that we just read where John is saying to his readers, my little children, like a dear older father, at this time he's advanced in age, and he says to the believers there, my dear children, my little children. He said, I'm writing you, and notice what the first thing he says to them is, so that you may not sin. The very first thing he says to them is, don't sin. Okay, so if I'm going to use this verse to justify that it's okay that I have freedom to sin, I'd have to ignore the first part of what he's saying there. And the first part of what he's saying there is, hey, don't sin. But if you're going to sin, what's what does that mean? That's really expressing the reality that we are human beings and we do sin. But you shouldn't be seeking after it. You shouldn't be seeking after it. So the first thing we're going to see is, is that Yes, there is forgiveness, but the reality is is that you need to not be seeking after sin. So that kind of debunks the whole concept there that I have freedom to sin. But more directly, if we go over to Romans chapter 6, the Apostle Paul now is really going to answer that issue as two different questions are presented to him, basically asking the same thing, and he's going to basically show us, no, you don't have freedom to sin. Notice the first thing. In chapter 6, verse 1, it says, he's asking a rhetorical question. Did He's anticipating his, his readers saying something. And he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Here's what he's saying. So he had some folks there maybe who were thinking, well, hey, if I've got this forgiveness in Jesus and God's grace is more abounding than my sin, then hey, let's sin all the more. Because if we sin all the more, God's going to show us more grace and more mercy. Kind of a twisting of this whole concept 
that you have freedom to sin. So I want you to notice how he responds. Verse 2, he says, certainly not. Exclamation point is what your Bibles have there. He uses a very strong term, basically saying it shouldn't be that. In fact, he goes on and says, how shall we who have died to sin live any longer therein? Here's the reality that you maybe have clued in on. When you came to Jesus Christ and you committed your life to him and by faith you accepted his salvation, you became dead to sin. Sin no longer has power over you. And so now you have the ability to say no. In fact, he goes on in verse 3. Notice what he says there. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through the baptism of death. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. So what's he talking about there? He's saying you've been raised to do something different. You've been raised to no longer live that way. You've been raised from the dead, spiritual death through Jesus, to no longer live a life marked by sin. So no, you don't have freedom to sin. He goes on a little bit further in verse 15 of chapter 16. He's going to ask it in a different way now. The same question, bringing up the same result. Here's the question, verse 15. What then shall we sin because we're no longer under the law but under grace? Certainly not. Again, so here's the question. He's anticipating that one of his readers is going to say, hey, you know what? I'm under Jesus. I'm no longer under the law. So because I'm no longer under the law, there's no way for me to break the law. So I can just do what I want to do. I can sin if I want to sin. Because now I'm under the law of grace. I'm under forgiveness. and, And forgiveness is there for everyone. And so I can just do what I want to do. Look now at how he responds. End of verse 15. Again, very strong word. Certainly not. Then notice what he says in verse 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? He's saying, look, no, you don't have freedom to do what you want to do. You don't have freedom to sin because when you choose to sin, you become a slave again to that sin. You've been set free, but when you choose the path of sin, thinking, oh, I can just do whatever I want to do, you become enslaved to that sin. And if you think about it for a moment, it's a pretty tough enslavement. So really, the answer to the question is this. First of all, the question, do you and I have freedom to sin? The answer, in very strong terms like Paul would use, certainly not. You don't have freedom to sin. Why? Because Jesus Christ died for you so that you could have freedom, so that you could be released from the slavery of sin, released from the power of sin. And when you engage in the thought that I can just do whatever I want to do and there's forgiveness, Paul is saying to us here in this epistle, in Romans chapter 6, that you are placing yourself once again into slavery with sin when you've been set free.
The Finding Clarity podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So here's what we do. We Each week we try to gather questions and we try to present them here to you. You might be saying, hey, George, how do I get my question to you? Well, there's several ways that you can do it. If you attend the Kerwinsville Christian Church, I would just encourage you, write your question down, throw it in the offering plate, or talk to me about it, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. If you, by chance, don't have a church home and you're looking for a place to call a home or you're curious about Christianity, we would invite you to come, if you live in the Kerwinsville-Clearfield area, to the services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church. We are located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, PA, and our service starts at 1045 on Sunday morning. You can also contact us through Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Podcast. We would encourage you to like that page, and then you can keep up with what's happening on the podcast. You can send a personal message to us through that page, or you can just write on our wall with your question, and we'll try to answer it as soon as we can on the podcast. You can also contact us through our website at kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact page and you'll have the opportunity to send us your question through the various means that are listed there. Next week, we're going to hit really a hot-button topic. I hear it all the time. It's, it's actually one that is kind of under the surface, and I was asked this question if I would answer it. I've been not wanting to answer this question, but I think we really do need to answer the question. And it's really of the practical side of Christianity. It's really about the Christian life and really about how we should be attending church. So here's the question. Do I need to dress up for church? Do I need to dress up for church? You really want to be listening to this episode next week as I give the answer. Until then, take care.